gangs strive for family units, guys. Like when you see people that go hard for man them and for the road, it's because they're experiencing the, the, a, a unit of love, a unity that they, they don't really necessarily might experience at home. You know what I mean? And obviously, yes, bad influences and all that other stuff and blah blah. But most times, when you're when somebody's riding for that, and someone like me, you had a mother and father in a home, you had brothers, you had all that I needed. You know what I mean? We, we wasn't rich, but. I, didn't like, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. They didn't have any reason to be on the street. I think being me wanting to be a part of something and feeling something was, was my driving force or was the, the breeding ground that was able to be used for that. So um, that that's made me more, you know, bad breed growing up in secondary school and whatnot. You're listening to Journey to Fatherhood, a podcast that inspires and equips men to becoming more intentional and feeling more supported on the journey to fatherhood. Why wait to become a father before learning how to be a good one? My name is Chinidim Wenaya, a young man also on his journey with a desire to help men become great fathers despite their past personal experiences. I'll be sitting with different guests to bring you great value, sharing their knowledge and their experiences as we all embark on this amazing journey. This podcast, though targeted towards men, ladies, you will also gain great value from the conversations. Now, without further ado, let the journey begin. Hi, guys. Welcome to Journey to Fatherhood podcast. It's Chinadim here again, your host. And today we have a special guest. And before we go further, I just want to let you know that a lot of people have the passions to start something with young men and put a community of men, but we have people that talk about it more we have more people that talk about it more than people that do anything about it and i came across a certain page called 412 men and they would they do this live stream that they do on fridays what's happening men i thought first of all i thought the the name the title was wonderful and it had the green like whatsapp uh, you know very clever and it got me <laughs> looking to see okay so who actually did this and whilst i was researching i kind of found out that our guest today i'm going to introduce him shortly our guest today was the founder i decided to get in touch with him and we started talking and we had a phone call conversation i believe it was just a few days ago prior to this yeah. recording and during that call it was a nice conversation when i say it was just a nice conversation it was a very good conversation and i don't have that often because it's almost like okay you know you're hoping to invite this person as a guest so how do you kind of put yourself to you give away with the slangs and all of those things you know what i kept it real with you and and i'm so happy that you were able to make make time for that conversation as well as come here for this podcast so you guys have heard my voice enough but the person i want you to really hear his voice and his story is ayo he goes by ayokunu oduni listen forget the british accent let me try that again ayokunu ayokunu oduni and short form ayo I think that will be easier for most of the listeners, but definitely <laughs> remember that name, the full name. If you can remember Ibrahimovic, you can remember that name. So, <laughs> so Ayo, first of all, I want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. Ayo is the founder of 412 Men, a wonderful Christian-led group of men that create a community and a platform for men to thrive in their journey as Christians, as well as men of, of, of stature, fathers, and also husbands. And we're going to go into a bit of that, but for the listeners that are just finding out about you, what do you, how would you like to introduce yourself or an ins- a bit more of an insight to who you are? 
Um, yeah, how do I introduce myself, man? Um, to, uh, I, I always boast about one person, this person over here, husband to one wife. <laughs> um, literally, like I, by nature, like, I'm a lover. Uh, anybody that's around me um, knows that I'm, I, I, um, you will experience a unique expression of love. Um, so that love that I have, uh, I also have it for certain initiatives, i.e. for men, which is where you get four men from. So I'm passionate about the, uh, what's, what, should I, what should I say? The, the rediscovery of true manhood um, and um, displaying that and living that. So um, um, I want to provide spaces and forums for people just like myself, who are also on that journey of manhood. And that's how, you know, I started Four Twelve Men, you know, green to husband, you know, the husband circle, all those type of things are, um, are expressions of my love um, for, for men. Um, also a, a, a shepherd, pastor of church with my wife in Newfoundland, London, uh, pushing two years in October. Um, also a photographer, you know, creative. Um, I run a business called ANO Studios since university. That's looking at the last 10, 11 years. So shot all over the world, shoot weddings, shoot commercials. Um, portraiture photography also love writing as well currently writing books at the moment so that's the, one of my other areas that i'm keen on as well um you know i, I found a term last year my, my friend called me the term of my birthday it's called a multi, a multi-potential like a, a person that has many different pursuits Okay. And it's not tied to one thing listen, <laughs> as you're doing it so that's listen, how i, I describe myself honestly <laughs> When In you were saying word. that, I was just smiling. Like, you can see my smile because we talked about this before. Like, yeah. You're doing so, so much. And I'm like, okay. Because you were saying that and I was like, okay, one, two, two three, yeah. four, five. It, and it, do you it, know what? That's, that, that, <laughs> I like the fact that you started by that, the the, the important factor of love because you've mm. got to love what you do. I know it's a cliche thing that people use now, but there has to be a sense of love and a sense of yeah. desire to make things better. And for yeah. me, before we even go further to some of the main questions, one thing I wanted to ask you, we asked very random, we asked, uh, we asked fire questions to our guests that they don't have any time to prepare for. So first of all is, it's gonna sound very random, but give it your best shot. First of all is what is your favorite color? What's um, your best yeah. thing to do in a day? And what would you describe is the most weirdest thing about you? Uh, yeah, favorite color. Um, uh, I, I, I'll go with burgundy for now. It, it can change between that and blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, favorite thing to do during the day. Uh, favorite thing to do during the day. Oh, word, uh, I'm a simple guy. I, I, I eat chicken. Maybe the favorite, eating good food is probably my favorite <laughs> thing to do during the day. <laughs> um, and what's the last one worst thing about me? Oh, yeah. Odd. yeah. Oh, um, what is no need to be modest. Me? What's the weirdest thing about me? What's weird about what I do? I feel like I'm a normal guy, you know. Yeah, uh, okay. where this thing Everybody about me, yeah. <laughs> My wife will probably have more to say that than, than, than I would. I think I'm pretty normal, mate. Where this thing about me? I feel that's a good right? I'm struggling with that one still. I think, um, this is where humility comes across. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to find something, I'm just thinking, bro. I have to tell you, I'm a straightforward guy, bro. Literally, but yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, dog, I, I can't think of one right now. Yeah, do you know? It's hard to say where this thing is. Job interview. 
and I yeah. ask you, what do you think is your weak? What are your weak weaknesses? What are your strengths yeah, and what are your weaknesses? I can, I can tell you that. That one's not too hard to be. As a leader, I can tell you that one. But then when you say weirdness, it's subjective, isn't it? <laughs> with, I like my weakness, with my weakness will be, you know, I've worked on it much more now, and you know, eating more than I should, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or weakness Listen, would be like. I saw the pictures, know, it don't look like that. <laughs> that was holiday fam so it was good times bro literally like you know weaknesses sometimes you know if i'm if if i haven't eaten you know, i'm irritable you know what i'm saying okay. so i go i can list up my thoughts that one there yeah yeah weirdness just like oh what's weird about what i do i'm just an average normal guy yeah, man listen <laughs> everyone says that but i'm sure you you heard someone call you weird for doing a certain thing my, like I said, my, my wife might have, might have a list. <laughs> As for me, I, might, I don't yeah, have any list. It's not even one thing, it's a list, imagine. <laughs> okay, no, thank you very much for that. Um, it's really interesting because I, when people come here, I just, the, the whole point is that anyone that comes on a podcast is going to keep it real with people that we're not trying to, um, I, I don't know if you've come across um, a very, uh, a young lady that I really admire the work she does. Her name's Hayley Melinda. She yes. has this saying where she says, she's trying to be a real model not a role model keeping mm. it real and transparent all that she does and i that's the same thing where i want make people to always put their real self forward yeah and so to kind of take it i'm sure a lot of people are saying okay let's get to the fatherhood stuff let's get to the manhood stuff now the first thing i wanted to kind of ask you is as you guys know i said one of the many things that you share is the four to, um, 412 men how did that come about yeah, 412 men, how did it come about? Um, like I said already, um, having real deep passion and love for, um, for men. Um, I guess the way I'm wired is that um, I'm much more solution orientated than I am when it, than complaining. Yeah. Um, so in all honesty, like, you know, um, what, 20, it was four years ago this month. I think it's like four mm-hmm. years in seven, in seven days, actually, 17th of June. Um, basically for months I was thinking about just doing men's stuff like, my wife does that like, women's stuff coffee and prayer nice. um, and obviously across the whole body of Christ is bare women's stuff but there was very little men's stuff and then yeah. in a mix of all of that you know quite quite popular individuals I talked to a lot of people a lot of guys you know um, counsel quite a few mentor quite a few and just like mediate it quite a few situations and there was a trend I was seeing with the man then was that raw man then really need accountability Mm-hmm. community and you need to take responsibility um and um obviously I'm not saying that i'm the model man so to speak but knowing who i who i was and what i've been through what i had to go through and the input that i got based on the people that i was around i went to i wanted to try to replicate what i received to grow my manhood for others as well and in the mix of all of that i was seeing a trend with, with guys was just like yeah and girls were just complaining about guys like yeah it's just uh, like there's no good christian men whatever blah blah mm. just just bear so now so i just you know what we can sit here and complain and talk about it or i uh, you could do something about it so Absolutely. i knew that the solution was to that these guys needed somewhere to, to needed a space safe space to speak without judgment safe space to talk about their issues safe space for them to really be confronted as well and to be challenged you know what i mean and corrected and so when men can deal with men stuff you know what i mean kind mm. of thing so um yeah literally it was just birth from from yeah women complaining about men and me just you know having it on my heart for a while to start something for men um which came from my own personal and um, growth and, and, and discovery of manhood myself you know 
and I had a few other mentees that were pushing me as well that were like come on at the we need to get to that you know when are we going to do a men's meeting what I've learned all this sort of stuff so yeah man literally so that's, that's, that's how it was birthed you know literally and and the name 412 comes from 1st Timothy 4 verse 12 we say that one more time the, please the, the, the name 412 comes from the scripture verse 1st Timothy 412 which speaks about being an example to all believers in your conduct, your speech, your faith, and, and impurity, and so forth, um, and it goes on to charge Timothy to, to 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 throw himself into progressing in his calling, to to not being you know taking um, taking lightly off because of his youth, and and, to, and for him to be someone that watches himself, so that those who follow him may reap out of his watchfulness. And I I, I felt the call for manhood, and my, and my personal opinion about how I define manhood is not something that can be taught it's something that has to be you have to be initiated into and something you have to see okay. for yourself um and you know we that boils down to um my belief in in in, in the role and the presence of a father in the home where yeah. i feel like sometimes even though we have dads that are dead that aren't really you know present yeah, uh, there's something still uniquely distinctive about a little boy seeing a, an older man that looks like him in the area of his of his gender and, and and the ability to see that and we see that with ourselves all of all of us as little boys when we kid that, that you know we could be good things and bad things by nature as children i yeah. feel that there is a imitation um template or blueprint of manhood where it has to be something that another man initiates you into i mean it does be something that you kind of just like figure out on your own which is why i'm That's really big on the the relationship between older men and younger men and so forth let me just slow down before no, I okay <laughs> no honestly you mentioned something very interesting there so you mentioned the term manhood i think people of course there's this skewed idea of what man is or what masculinity yeah. and all of those things so, yeah. so to you because i think you were kind of leading on to kind of describing what manhood is what would you yeah. say manhood is or represents um manhood is i'll say manhood um is a state of becoming a man rather than it being you know a destination of be of that i am a man you know so if i mirror it with our walk with christ that we have been made righteous you know what i'm saying okay. i would say that he's perfecting those made holy right so we're in, in god's eyes we are already holy without blemish but he's still perfecting us so yeah. i say this because there's only a few scriptures on this when it comes to manhood and, and one of the clearest distinctions we see is um first corinthians 13 verse 30 verse 11 let me even just get it so i don't misquote my beloved apostle paul no he says something that that i feel captivates manhood in the first sentence. Corinthians 13 11 you said yes first Corinthians 13 11 he says apostle paul let me see what could yeah i read it in an amplified oh, classic yeah. when i was a down. child i talked like a child i fought like a child i reasoned like a child now that i become a man I am done away with charges, ways, and have put them aside. I define manhood, the ability mm. to identify what is charges about me and being able to put those things aside. And if you look at the 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 the, the, the maturation of what Paul said, talk like a child, fought like a child, reason like a child, what he's done there is that if you look at it in the reverse, mature people reason before they think and they think before they speak children just say anything before thinking and they don't think yeah. without reason 
So what's Paul saying here? You got your ability to grow as a child, as a baby, and to grow into stature as a man is only definitive by the maturity of where you're not able to live life in reverse from how you normally for your naturally instinct of just talking out of out of turn and and thinking uh, you know you know you know childishly and not maturely and and reasoning where it's lacking you know real rationale and he's saying that a man is able to to to, to a man is a man who's able to see a situation and and not respond to it you know in a childish manner to identify what is childish maybe about what he's doing and to put it aside and now respond to it as he ought to as a person who is mature so so, so manhood is, is is maturation you know ongoing yeah. is maturity ongoing is 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 no longer with seeing life and doing life for the eyes of a child but now being able to come to a place of responsibility you know what i mean mm. you're, you're able to now take accountability you know you're, you're not able to live in community without comparison and fair but in a place where you can exhibit you know who you're called to do because who you're called to do cannot be exhibited outside of community somebody else has to testify of their experience of you that's what branding's all about right when we talk about brands we're talking about our experience with a company how it makes us feel yeah. right you know and we want to in order for us to exhibit the fruit of the spirit which is a brand of christianity that has to be experienced by people outside of us you know what i mean that's gentleness faithfulness love jo- these things are not just eternal and of ourselves they're things that are exhibited for our characteristics of other people so that's what i would say I think that's because you know I've never really I like the way you were kind of able to take it backwards because I've never really thought about it like that in terms of thought thought reason and then reversing taking it in reverse reason thought then talk because what you say is what you think and what you believe and so the mature the maturity is so important and it's wonderful what you said there and just taking it back to the groups that you've had um I believe you've got um the mental, um, the four twelve men, as well as the grooms. Remind me what the other one's called? Grooms. And groom to husbands. Grooms to husbands. So one thing yeah. I've always found is that, whilst there are a few men that have this interest, you know, let's have a community of other guys where we can deal with this. When they get, in, I, it, it, the struggle is trying to get them to be consistent in account. And you mentioned something accountability. And my thing was, what have the, the challenges been in terms of keeping these different groups together and having them be accountable to each other and what have been the kind of breakthroughs that you've had so challenges and breakthroughs in terms of creating these communities of men i think um um like it, 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 like it often in life you lead by example so mm. no, none of those guys can ever tell you that i has never shared anything from his own life so i just be transparent i use myself as the be or end or literally and when you do that you you know because obviously most of them look at me in a certain light right you know they still look at me in a certain manner so when they're able to see that io was doing that mm. io has been through that you know it opens the door for other men to be open transparent so i work tirelessly and hard on 412 men's monday being a an open form of transparency and i'll tell you but we've heard madnesses <laughs> we've heard stuff that make you think like yo we've heard create like that's why because man you know you know it is real recognize is real right we can't mm. we can't come here for another sunday service session this, that's not what this is i'm not coming here for Brilliant. church you know from our, our church right here right now 
we're coming here to talk about what's really good and i'll do my best to lead by example so my challenges if i had had any with the man them is just um um maybe like how they respond to what they're going through and how that makes them tap out of community because the only challenge we've seen is that they've got the guy that will, that will, that will maybe were much more uh what's the word um punctual like attending before started with them go through something quite deep and their bounce back rate from that is a bit much and they they, they just think that they can't come to this no more because you know what they're going through makes it feel like a fraud basically if i can, if I can use that as an, as, as an example so yeah. trying to like just rewire their thinking to how they respond to failure personal failure um and yeah literally but um i feel like and not to boast but because maybe at the time i started it i've had a bit of wealth ex of experience of being in like you know different groups and whatever and stuff where i i see that fruit in how i'm able to handle different types of people in that group because my, my men's monday for 12 are yep. men from different christian denominations i'm talking i've got pentecostals i've got reformed i've got all i've got guys mm -hmm. that don't go to church no more but I still believe in jesus so i've got all types of people that are able to coexist without having no beef they had no fights they had no what you know what i mean I, because <laughs> yeah. i make i make the main thing jesus and, and some of them ask them like because some of them don't believe let's say um sometimes i don't believe in speaking in tongues or in prophecy or stuff so you know we do that stuff there at men's monday sometimes mm -hmm. and some guys will be like oh like you know you don't believe in it how, how can you still come here and and their their response is that you know you guys teach the word you know what i mean and you guys have fruit of character they were they were able to bypass doctrinal beliefs is based on fruit that's what's of important. their experience of being there for me that's the greatest testimony of for me that's my life if i did if that was happened it, because of that statement alone i can I'm, even see I'm in your easy, face man, man. I'm, man it's it's rare because one time we was in a, we were going through a season where it was happening quite a bit and we even gave them prophecies even though they don't believe in it and it came to part and, the, and it, was just, it was just beautiful to see that you know what the, the the thing that could draw them was the fruit the character of an individual you know what i'm That's saying it. and and the fact that we have a main common interest which is christ and we preached and we preached that and for me that was beautiful and i think that's why you know we and we, we we all say we all agree that christ is our standard he's the foundation Absolutely. of manhood and because we have that that glue everything else just you know what i mean kind of thing so yeah man i, I we ain't had much challenges i i, I don't sound like oh we've been perfect but it, 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 if I could put a challenge, it's just that raw, like, man, am I going through it, you know? <laughs> am I really walking them through it? You know what I mean? That's what no, I can listen, say. Really, if I can be that's even honest. a light way to put it, man. That's a prayer, you know what I'm saying? So, I, Do you know what? That, that's, in the spirit of transparency, that's one of the main things that attracts me to having you come on the podcast because yeah. I looked at some of the sessions that you guys had because you guys have um, snip, snippets of all the sessions on the and it was like getting guys to talk about certain of those, some of those topics. I'm thinking to myself, like, these lot really trust each other. And yes, you know, it's going to still, gonna, some of it's still going to go out there. It's like, you're okay because you, you have something to support you in that. And mm. then going back to you, it's take us a bit through the journey. Ayo from okay. ages nine months to right now. <laughs> what was the journey? Okay. What was that experience for you in terms of your relationship with your father? And how did that shape or form you? Because you said that that's one of the areas you kind of open up with your guys about. Yeah, 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 man. Like, right. It's always hard to give some 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 synopsis of the last thirty plus years. Like, yeah, man. Like, I think growing up, like obviously firstborn, um, 
We call that right. opera in Igbo. So yeah? We call in Igbo we say opera. Opera, that's it. That's it. I'll say yeah, no more. First born. I, I, I don't even know what, what name it is in your All I remember is Ebon, which is, 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 so like, my, my, my dad, yeah, like, now that I'm older, my respect and honour and love for him just goes through the roof, you know what I mean? Even more oh, yeah. because now that I'm married, whatever, like, and, I, and it's because of my mind, boys sometimes thinking, right, like, our parents were going through it in, in, in a lot more of a quote-unquote hostile environment, you know, because I'm, okay. I'm first generation born in the UK, you know, oh, yeah. so they, they're coming over, having to start from the bottom again, you know what I'm saying, night shift, go uni again, get Trust new degrees, get new, you know what I mean, and and do all of that whilst having children, and and I, I, I grew up in Hackney, that plenty of state, rough, rough ends, you know Wonderful I mean? estate, I worked there, yeah, right. there. it was wonderful. <laughs> Grew up in Prenbury, man. And those of you that know Prenbury, you know what I'm talking about, bro. So literally, like, you know, surviving Prenbury, and then moving down to, like, Catford, Lewisham Borough, surviving that and whatnot. And, like, you know, I, won't lie, I, was, I, I, I was a troublesome young lad, you know what I mean? Um, and I, think, I didn't see it, you know? Yeah, I know nobody does see it. Yeah, you know I'm saying I was, I was naughty. I, I think maybe, like, being older now back then, I, I'm one of the people that maybe how I learn and how I absorb information is not traditionally I'm, I'm very much quite different to normal so I like to have like live coaches or those you know classmates sisters with me to kind of help me concentrate and whatnot so I think really truly when somebody is trying to be conformed into a nature that's not natural to them they rebel right they just you know cause nuisance or whatever kind of things I think that's what I was doing when I look, when I look back more than now um, you know, I was always talking in class to cheeky, but you just did that's a naughty little kid, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, literally, and I think, um, I think that dynamic with African parents who have probably sacrificed everything to try to get us to the best life, you know, maybe, you know, where um, I would argue that we should have received more love and affirmation and whatnot, everything was just linked to like being good, everything was performance, basically, you know you know yeah. action oriented which made my relationship with my father much more performative you know what i mean in regards of like trying to get his approval and which really just made me feel like i mean this is the only reason why i probably end up you know getting involved in like street sort of stuff was that you know they 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 um offered um you know street gang gangs strive for family units guys like when you see people that go hard for man them and for the road it's because they're experiencing that the, a unit of love, a unity that they, they don't really necessarily might experience at home. You know what I mean? And obviously, yes, bad influences and all that other stuff and blah blah. But most times, when you're when somebody is riding for that, and someone like me, who had a mother and father in a home, had brothers, he had all that I needed. You know what I mean? We, we wasn't rich, but I, I didn't lack. You know what I mean? Kind of. If you yeah. didn't have any reason to be on the street, I think being me wanting to be a part of something and kind of feeling something was was my driving force or was the the breeding ground that was able to be used for that. So um, that that's made me more, you know, bad breed growing up in secondary school and whatnot. So I would say, so even till now, I'm, I'm really honest, like now, like obviously the, the older we got, I think it's typical, the more we talk about other things we talk about when we was younger, but yeah. there wasn't an affectionate relationship between my dad. I, I, can't, I, I can't sit down here and tell you how many times my dad told me that, I, that he loves me. You know what I mean? All sorts of stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. I can't, and, and 
And those are things that I definitely needed to hear and stuff that I see in my character now that, you know, that I do quite a lot, that I didn't receive a lot. And maybe why I do it a lot is because of my lack of it anyway kind of thing. So my, my relationship with my dad, like, you know, he was, he was a good man. Like he'd done a lot of good, you know, you know, a lot of good and whatnot. But I would say that I had a typical thing where I did probably feel, um, you know, rejected. And that came from lack of affirmation. I probably did feel that maybe they preferred that my younger brother because you know he was good in school and he was you know he was the one that was patterning and doing the things all the all the right things you know and i was the eldest not doing whatever and you know so you know so there are definitely things that happened in childhood that i do think had a, a big hamper me I, I, I told them one time like um like i think when i was when i got saved maybe a few years until i got, got saved when i got prayed for one time you know the person that was praying for me gave you know gave me a prophetic word that was showing me when i was around the ages of five and six where I was, wow. I think I was dancing, I was doing something. And, I, and I my dad said to me, oh, like, boys don't dance, you know, stop doing that kind of thing, whatever. And that was the first point where my confidence got sh got, got crushed because I was doing something that I that I love doing, but then I was wow. told that that's not, you know, and there's another time, I can't remember what it was, I, was like, I did something between the age of five and seven. And when they, when they pray, I, I forgot about it, when they prayed for me, I saw the movie again, literally. And it was, and obviously now that I'm older and I've studied some stuff, I know there's, zero to eight years are formative years right of, mm -hmm. of, a, of, a, of, 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 of a child right and those things really um hampered you know what i'm saying my uh, my confidence you know and even my, my my yearning for affirmation and you know identity was even more heightened at that stage you know what i mean kind of thing and i think that the dynamic and the culture of parenting wasn't suffice to really feed that sort of thing which is what i think drove me to other things you know what i mean that i got into so um yeah trying to see so so yeah man literally got saved at like 16 17 okay. you know radically got saved like you know i've been pumping for jesus ever since then you know what i'm saying so like like my my biggest backgrounds when it comes to sin and stuff you know the typical manhood stuff you know masturbation you know pornography those are two big major things even after i got saved you know you have your ups and down seasons of being free and whatnot um those, those are those are particular sins in my life that were real like you know like real strongholds <laughs> real strongholds literally um, see, and, and even yeah. that came from the seat of rejection you know what i mean because i always tell people that lust is the fruit but there's always a root to it you know what i mean and that was my gateway in in pleasing myself and affirming myself and, and you know finding some sort of momentary um pleasure so forth. Mm. so um yeah don't know if you want to ask any more questions to kind of get more out of me out of my journey but um yeah literally um yeah <laughs> I, but i, I think no do you know what that I, I find i i respect you for talking about that because i think you mentioned something there just towards the end where you said that it was um at the start and at the end so at the start you mentioned the fact that you feel that maybe the relationship you had growing up with your father was what inspired the fact that you're able to love so many men and help so many men out and that's yeah. a wonderful testimony in itself because unfortunately what tends to happen is of course you had a time where you were involved with the wrong crowd and whatnot but that changed as you got older and you eventually had this desire and increased passion to help more men what tends yeah. to happen of we all know it that some men still linger in that rejection where they didn't get it growing up so they've been the worst men they, they could possibly think of abusive and all of those things and for me, it's it's I, I I want everyone listening to this to kind of play that back again because it's easy to yes, growing up you might experience some 
tough times is not really what you want. But I love how you were able to exemplify the fact that you kept it real. This is what you struggled with. This is what happened. However, now this is where you're coming from, where you want to help me. And it, it, again, towards the end, you talked about the elements of validation with those things you struggle with, pornography, masturbation, and those things. But the fact about that is that it takes so much courage to talk about it. So you even say that you went through it. And that's why, like, going back to the 412 men, I think that's what's amazing about the group you have. I think um, I wasn't able to join this Monday, but I'll definitely be joining next week, Monday. I have the, I'm following the page. I'll do my best to join on the Facebook as well, on the YouTube as well. And it, it might be, I might need some getting used to it, you know, like yeah. from what you're saying, you lot keep it real. Yeah, keep it a hundred, man. So that that's that's what because I always talk about this. Um, the last two weeks we've talked about accountability. Last week's episode we were talking about the whole thing that's going on with increased knife crimes in London. A lot of young men just hurt and in pain, and just seeking a way to express that, and they don't have the right community of men to help them. And that takes me on to the kind of journey that you're currently on this stage of your life. Mm. You talked about, you know, the ability to love people and love. So I'm a single man and I'm in my single period in my, yeah, I'm a single, I don't know what else I was trying to say there, but I'm a single man. And as I approach, as I desire and pray, you know, seeking God for the right person or for him to allow me to be able to be ready for that stage. One of the many things I always ask myself is how often do men work on themselves before they get married because when you get married that's where you have someone constantly there to remind you of who you truly are and how is how is how was that experience like that journey to marriage and then you're being married i'm sure some things have come up from things that you've had to deal with again so just talk to me about that journey to marriage and then how it's going right now yeah man the the journey to marriage like you know Boy, like I, I, I feel like my um, my um, my stature, oh, sorry, my status, my status, sorry, of discipleship, where you know my um, journey with Christ, so to speak, and and, and so to make it spiritual, but he, he is the main reason I am who I am today. Literally, like, I can't separate from that at all. Yeah. And I think like my discipleship, you know, my ability to be discipled, um, you know, my um, my responsibility that I was even experiencing in the realm of of ministry kind of really um, brought a level of, of maturation to Aya that enabled him to you know consider the space of what it meant. Um, to be married um, so because I think once again like all of it is definitely a maturity thing you know what I mean in regards mm. to um, um, in regards to time of marriage and then I also believe that you know there's only so much prepping and making that you can do before marriage and it, it, it's more about you possessing the characteristics of being able to be you know and willing you know, and, and being humble, and uh, which means being willing to change and, and, and humble enough to admit that you need to change. Because marriage is going to shape and change you. It's, it's testing and molding you in, in in your area of being palatable and being moldable and being conformed, in, you know, into the image of Christ. You know, it's, it's a two becoming one, isn't it? So, so um, I feel like my journey towards it, you know, heavily influenced through, you know, 
my relationship with the Holy Spirit, you know, my discipleship, you know, my growth responsibility when it came to my career, like my, my business and ministry and stuff and life in general, you know, my ability to respond to that and to navigate that as a single man, you know, in a mature and um, dynamic, you know, um, and, and be able to have some sort of, you know, direction and directors from God about, you know, you know, who I am and where I'm going. That was essentially crucial. So I think, um, yeah, that kind of paved the path to consider marriage, you know, paved the okay. path to even think myself, you know, ready or prepared or worthy of being married because I see my, I, the way I, the way I explained it back then and right until now is that God saw me, you know, as Adam where he's given me work, you know what I'm saying, gift, calling, whatever. And, you know, he, I'm cultivating it, I'm growing in it. And then he sees that I'm at a cap in my life where this is not, I'm at a cap in my life where I need a helper. Mm-hmm. I need someone else like to come yep. and bring about the fruitfulness that, that that is called to me in this era or this realm or season of my life. And I see that I, I got to a place where I was captive in what I could possibly be, you know, um, 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 producing. And therefore God had to bring, you know, a woman, you know what I mean? Because what you're learning, imagine that a woman expands you, you know what I mean? She expands you, she draws you, she causes you to, you know what I'm saying, to be bountiful, she's a drawer. So um, yeah, that's how I saw my timing preparation of marriage being in where god saw that it was time for me not to be alone and what he's called me to be and to do um so um yeah literally so by the by the grace of god you know met my met my now wife to be you know married now and i think that the journey of being married you know even the journey of being engaged was was intense we thought it would have been intense financially and all the other stuff but that area was okay. you know god showed up it was it was intense on an emotional and quote unquote spiritual level where now that I'm I'm about to get engaged, buried stuff from childhood is coming up, you know. Yeah. I, I witnessed, you know, my parents arguing and fighting a lot. I started to have, you know, randomly having dreams about me and Susan fighting and whatnot. There was this great fear of, wow. of all the stuff that I was seeing when I was younger that was suppressed or maybe that, you know, buried that weren't necessarily prominent where marriage now opened up you know what i'm saying i was people like marriage you know exposes what is it exposes you you know it hidden what is revealed that marriage is a, is a is a revealer and an exposer literally so there are something that i believe that you won't necessarily be exposed to till you get married I, I, marriage okay. brings layers to your healing now you know I mean? even my wife like you know she lost both of her parents when she was young you know getting married just brought another layer of healing where she's like raw like Ain't got no family, like you know, my, my family is massive, so it only brought back every emphasizes <laughs> all mm. the more of the lack of what you lack, and then therefore, there's another layer of, of healing there where it's like, well, I'm gonna be a mother, mom's not, you know, so I'm saying, so it something she had dealt with and she was all right with, but then you're now in another phase of your life where it's like, right, you're, you're reminded of what you've done, you know, what I mean, kind of yeah. thing. So, marriage brings you into another layers like an onion there's layers of healing in regards to things that you probably have been you know delivered and 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 healed from but just a little bit more in this other phase or expression of your life kind of thing so that 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 engagement people was intense you know a lot of things came up man you know what i mean and it was charged well it was real charged like like that we almost made it kind of charged you know what i mean kind of thing so on an emotional level for me so it really put a, a it really exposed my emotional maturity on another level and my emotional IQ as well. Another level, it, it, it taught me the 
what what Peter said about dwelling with your wife with understanding, you know what I mean? A lot of things that I don't get because I ain't gone through it or experienced it, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm not you point blank. But I had to yeah. learn, um, um, had to be, um, I had to learn empathy and and understanding, and and, and that's like allowing my love to really, you know, call me to be patient. <laughs> you know what I mean, kind of thing. And and yeah, literally. So that's, that's what marriage life looks like. Say again. I've heard patience is a big one in marriages, man. Oh, the first word we see is what? Love is what? Is patient, bruv. Bible says let patience have its full working. It may be perfect. Like, you know, I'm telling you, patience is, is key. You know, you know, so all the, I thought I was a patient guy because people tell you I was a very, you know, I'm quite a gentle, patient guy, but I've got married and bruh, that one, that one got real tested. The, the best of, the best of you get tested, bruh, I'm telling you, and the worst of you will just be, you know, I'll be real, man. But love makes it worthwhile, you know what I'm saying? Love believes all things, hopes all things, you know what I'm saying? It endures all things, love never fails, right? So I, I, I can't lie to you. If I'm going to give any of my guys, you know, my own personal tip, my relationship with God really has a has a has a direct connotation on on, on my relationship, with my wife, and how I treat her, respond to her. I'm telling you, like literally, she would tell you as well, like literally, like and and and, and that lifestyle of, of 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 what I call a life of secret, which is just you know lifestyle of prayer, is the ability to allow God to really, you know, school you. Okay. teach you and correct you you know sometimes we go to god and we complain about our spouses god never talks to me about my wife about what she did work he always tell me about what could i have done better you know because god is, is, is in the business of perfecting maturing you and as 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 a man you know as the husband as the head the the, the, the responsibility and that's it's a, it's a it's not a little bit it's a way more than it is on yeah. them you know what i mean oh, regards right. to what yeah. fighters and, and there's a way that god will deal with us you know what i'm saying in love and in in, in in his mercy and his grace where where what what we realized that i realized that i was i dictated the tempo of this marriage i set the atmosphere for you. like 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 this i have an influence you know one thing i clocked like like your wives copy, they watch you it's like a hawk, bro. I'm telling you, but and, and your and over there. I'm sure they take notes. Fam? Referral, reference. Referral. And you influencing them more than you think, bro. Like okay. they, the way they love you is like it's, it's this it's this adoration type of love in where in, in their eyes you're just this, you know what I'm saying, you're you're their world. It's vice versa, but in the sense whereby they they literally will just like they, I believe that they will shape to more to really follow your lead. You know what I mean, kind of thing. And 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 I feel like we're in a place of influence whereby well, my pastor always used to tell me like, I your responses, your behavior always models to your wife what is allowed in your marriage. So even if even if you think you're right, bro, and you're arguing, and you and you know that you're chat, this girl is just chatting. Like, <laughs> I go and go right. You know how you choose to respond in how in in, in how, what you believe. It, it, it frames the the the, the 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 language and the tone and, and and how this marriage is going to be. I'm telling you literally, and I clocked it. You know, what I'm saying kind of thing, and I thought, rah, like you're teaching your wife even when you're not teaching her. Ooh. You know, what I'm saying, and you know they may not they may not admit it. But because of how visual, how, how much they watch us and imitate us and whatnot, I'm telling you, that's what's happening. Even when you're arguing, that's what's happening. So your ability to reply with a soft answer, you're teaching your wife how to be soft with it. You know what I mean? All of it works. And sometimes when you're arguing, you know, you have to learn when to leave it being about who's right and, 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 and making things right between each other. 
You know mm-hmm. what, what I mean? You can you, you can win the argument and then you can lose your wife. You know what I mean? And a wise man will, will want to win his wife and lose the argument. You understand kind of thing? So you, you're in a marriage as a man, you're in a tension of, of, of maintaining harmony. You're in a tension of, 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 at the expense of your pride, you know what I mean? Humbly serving your wife. You're in a tension of, of realizing that though I'm the head, what it looks like really is that I'm at the bottom. I'm the foundation. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm here. My kids and my family, they stand upon me. You know what I mean? So there's a strength that a man has that's not body, right? Patient endurance, inflexibility to hardship that won't break him and mold him, and the ability to go through life and go through things, but still maintain the consistency of loving your wife and your kids and leading them as well. So you know, it's not a know, part-time job, man. Yeah, bruv, it's full time. This it's is not fixed contract. Capacity, is not, man. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a it's a it's a high call, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're still going for your own. And, and I've learned so so now like like it, like you were asking like how are you doing all this sort of stuff man you've got to prioritize being one with God like you've got to prioritize that secret place you've got to prioritize you, you bruv man you've got to come to a place I'm I'm at a place in my life where like look I need Jesus not that I, I have to go and pray. I need to pray if I don't pray <laughs> if I'm not in this t- it's curtains for me like yeah. so my attitudes even towards prayer. It's not just where I go to exercise and my my authority. It's it's also my place of dependency, and 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 vulnerability. You know, and and like God, like you know, I'm looking to you. I need you. Like the Bible says that we don't know know how we ought to pray, but the Spirit, you know, yeah, makes yeah. intercession of our heart. It's a place where I glean from my union with the Spirit that it now enables me. So even when I pray, I'm praying for my wife, and I'm even asking God, teach me how to love my wife okay what can i do that looks like you know what i mean I'm, I'm using my spirituality to really have a great influence in my natural relation with my wife because some of us like to separate like it's now nah, bro if you can hear god you should be hearing god about how you can love your wife bro you know what i mean like give me, that'd be a very smart thing to do you know what i mean kind of thing you'd be surprised how many men don't do that bro you know what i mean yeah. they are probably venting to go about their wives more than they actually pray for god to help them to love their wives you know and i also people paul wouldn't write in that chapter yeah. In that verse, husband love your wife if he didn't think that husbands will struggle to love their wives. I mean, sometimes we read the Bible where he's, that's, that's it, pragmatically that. He's instructs us to do something. Maybe the instruction is there because there's going to be a time where I don't feel or want to love my wife. Let's be real. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to, boom, it's that real. So that instruction, that word of exhortation, for it, it means even more in the moments of of hardship and where you're feeling like wow this love that was up my wife right now is becoming irritation <laughs> it's becoming resentment it's becoming all this sort of you know what i mean that's yeah. where the word of god takes root and active where you're like mm, i love your wife really that's why you pray god help me <laughs> you know what i mean i need you to love me so i can love my wife yeah is that real that's how basic and practical I am with these things. You know what I mean? And some of us think we're too we're too deep to realize that, that that's why it's there. It's there for the times yeah. when you don't feel like it. <laughs> but see, that that's what's that's what I love about the way you're talking about it because, mm. of course, unfortunately, we're seeing so many marriages and homes being Come broken on. by R- real talk, brother. People and <laughs> unfortunately, I think the statistics are rising post pandemic. Yeah, and pandemic exposed even more. I mean, bro, you know, sir. and you know, I would have thought that people, because 
at the, at the start of it, it was almost like people now spending quality time with their spouses, watching movies, you know, saying quality time, no rushing to work, have more time. But unfortunately, it then wore out. And it's it's one what you said, love is patient, love mm. is kind, love yeah. is long. So it's all those things. And that's, for me, this is why I tell people, like, to do anything. I, I, I rave about it every single time. Like, you need God. And it's not just about, okay, come so you can come to my church, but you actually, because all those things, if you try to, it's not a motivational video that will make you love someone. You can watch 10 motivational videos. That's 10 hours wasted. And it wouldn't do anything. But you talk about it there because from even from what you're saying, the way you're saying it, that's what I'm smiling because I can tell that you've been tested in those areas. Oh, 100%. Every so it's, yeah. it's, it's something that I, as a single man, it's, it's, it's reassuring. To know that mm. I, I know it's not an easy it's not an easy road but i know it's a, a road that's worth taking yeah. so it's always important to remember those things and make it clear to a lot of people that are single and sometimes wanting to get married asap because they're like no i like the way they walk together they hold their hands together and all that yeah. it's a lot of work and like i said i wrote a post yesterday like i don't i i i, I don't even like to um i i, I understand why we do but um you know, we always say, "Oh, marriage is hard work. You've got to put in work." And I'm like, "Yeah," but I like to use the phrase "marriage is life." And the reason why I like to do that is because um, our aim and our goal is to live life, and we live life every single day. Right now, we're living life, right? And the condition of of its work. How many of you enjoy going to work? I'm sure if I ask many people, Ooh, okay. if, if you had a choice between having to go to work. And I would pay her for your life, you know, and not having to go to work. Most of you would be like, but fund me for life, bro. You know what I mean? Kind of, and I'll do my thing. And and that, that's the reason why I say marriage is life because um, every day I've got a new choice, you know, a new decision, a new choice to, to choose, you know, to, to do what I know I ought to do, which is love my wife and, and to go again and whatnot. And my wife would tell you, man, you know, every day is a new day in my life, man. Yesterday, like she, t- it irritates her sometimes because let's say we went to bed arguing. As far as I'm concerned, the argument died yesterday. It, it, today's a new day, <laughs> and she'd be like, "No, I'm still feeling yesterday." I said, "Darling, today's is a new day. There's new mercy." And I, and I think that's the secret to my endurance, even in my walk with God and whatnot, and my endurance of life is that each day mm. is a new day. It's a new opportunity. I have. The power of choice and god said choose life or choose death right and, and i'm choosing life you know i'm choosing the word i'm choosing truth i'm choosing him you know what i mean by the grace of god as much as i can and i and i and i, and I, 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 I just echo that strongly because most like anything in life the result of what we have is based on our choices right you know what i'm saying when it comes to career job whatever everything works everything that's in your life right now bro is is, is a factor of the choices you've made and if we if we can make even just take that attitude towards even how we relate to one another when we choose to do the right thing in spite of how we feel about doing the right thing i think it's going to produce an, another another type of harvest where we might see less divorces bro you know what i'm saying and, and, and more long lasting marriages man. you know what i mean kind of thing but sometimes how we approach it, how we look at things are a big factor in in the outcome of things you know what i mean kind of thing and and attitude, willingness is what I think is willingness is what I think is one of the key ingredients about um, staying married. You know, once one partner loses the willingness to change, then we're in a you know what I mean kind of thing. And you know, my wife and I always tell people: have community, have a village, 
have someone she knows that she can go to somebody else if I'm moving mad and go to somebody else if I'm moving mad you know, there's something about that level of community that village that holds each you know couple accountable where I'm not the I'm not the be or end or of the, the law you know what I mean fam yeah. I'm gonna have to give an answer <laughs> you know and she's done it a few times you know what I mean she, my boy will call me yo like what's good wifey's shouting me you alright like you know you wanna talk <laughs> you know what I mean like you know what I mean and vice versa you know what I mean kind of thing so you know those things I think are really healthy I don't think a lot of people have those sort of things where other people are allowed to speak you know to them on that level you know because sometimes we take the whole you know keep it to yourselves you know what stays yeah, in the house it. happens in the, you know yeah. what I mean and sometimes yeah there's, there's a place for that you don't want to tell everybody your business but then there's, but then there's a space where no 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 you need to sit down or something to tell you about yourself <laughs> you know what I mean and yeah, vice versa so yeah now do you know what I think that that just kind of covers it because that's the I like the fact that you brought it there because that is the very key thing if anyone's taking anything out of this having that community Community, whether bro. you're single whether you're married that's whether village. you're a father whatever it is you need Come that community on. and that's why i was once again i know i've said it a couple of times that's why i was really attracted to what you do with 412 men as well as grooms to husbands and yeah. all these things because it's a group of men that actually talk it's not just that think of what they want to talk i like that part they, they actually <laughs> talk about it and people don't talk and because people don't talk they don't know what everyone's going through but yeah, honestly, it's been a wonderful delight to have you here. And before we oh, go, I just want you to kind of make it clear what the kind of, because I know you, we already know you do a lot of things. So how can people get connected with you and the things you oh, do? Fam. All my handles, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, by Ayokuni, B-Y-A-Y-O-K-U-N-U. My website's coming out soon, iq.com. Um, so look out for that. Um, but yeah, that's a kid too, man. I, I respond to most of my DMs and, you know, I'm quite, I'm quite a sociable person. So feel free to hit me up on there. On my bio, there's normally an email address. You want to email me as well. You can email me on there as well. Literally, I, I, on those pages, you will see everything else that I do. But I, I pretty much talk about everything that I do on there somehow, in some sort of way. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, literally, that's a connect to me. Um, and yeah, I look forward to hearing from you guys. You know, and obviously, from up the 412 men stuff with 412 men.com. That's our website. Yeah. And also on Instagram, it's four the letters for the digits 12 and then the word men on Instagram. So feel free to hit us up. And then we meet every single Monday on YouTube, 7 30. Once lockdown is over, we're back to meeting in person. Um, and yeah, man, literally on our socials, you hear more about what we're doing and what we're up to as well, man. But bro, thank you for having me, man. It's been so You're good. A cool guy, I, man. I've been I, 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 I talking about this for for a while, so talking about it again, it's got me in a in a in a, in a mood now. Still, I can't lie, I might still do a little, little, little video for Instagram live or something like. But yeah, just really, yeah, man. Listen, I love to watch this I'll, stuff. I'll be know? ready for that. I'll be ready for that one. I'll be ready. I want to see the. I want to see the vim that you come with that. No, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you to the missus as well, because of course yeah. it's a partnership, it's life, you're living life. Yes. Yeah. And she's get, allowed us to have this time as well, because I really appreciate you taking this time out. And guys, if you see this brother's picture on Instagram, I was wearing it was a purple brown suit. I don't know the color because it was so it was it's, it's burgundy, but it's it's wine. It's 
wine. I call it wine. Look how specific he's been. He's been. Yeah, it's not yeah, yeah, burgundy, it's wine. We, 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 we went for a color selection. There was two different types of of, of, of reds of burgundy that I was gonna go for. I went for the wine one. That one. That, that one's wine still. Listen, this ain't just a listen. If you want to speak to Ayo, speak to him about fatherhood, manhood. You know, speak about style as well, man. Because oh, yeah. you're looking. Look at sharp, man. You look at sharp. Uh, style stuff is coming soon, man. Literally, I, I, I like style. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Oh, so yeah. Even Queen's husband, we're, we're going to have a styling service. Because obviously, we know quite a lot of tailors that tailor okay. men's suits. So, we want to offer a service where we can help grooms and their groomsmen, you know, get the right styling for their wedding and whatnot for their suit and that stuff. So, yeah, man. Guys, if you're on it, hit me up. <laughs> hit me up, bro. <laughs> Some of the pictures make me want to say, you know, I need to go to one of these weddings so I can find my wife. <laughs> be like that bro be like that <laughs> well thank you so much man enjoy the rest of your day i'll be in touch guys make sure you follow him on his instagram page i'll put the handles in the subscription as well and as always let's enjoy the journey together thank you man